Hey there, this is Chris Hargraves from tipsflawyers.com and welcome to the Tips Lawyers Show. Okay, so today I wanted to talk about what I call being a fully integrated human being. What do I mean? I mean this. We have a lot of dialogue about work-life balance. We have a lot of dialogue about things that are going wrong with people in the law. And I'm not going to get into any of that today, but I was reminded fairly recently in a conversation I was having with Clarissa Rayward, who is the happy family lawyer, and I will link up her details underneath this show so that you can check them out. I was reminded about the importance of having a fully rounded life, or at the very least making conscious decisions about having a fully rounded life. So I wanted to talk a little bit about work-life balance. I don't like the term very much. I don't like the term very much in particular because work-life balance gives the wrong impression. And look, I've used it myself. I don't really object to the term strongly, but I think it gives the wrong impression that there is some sort of fictitious slash or divide between work and life and they're tilted on either sides of these scales and then all of a sudden you've actually got to have similar quantities or similar weights on either side so that neither one is out of kilter with the other. And that's not how I think it is good to conceptualize working as a lawyer. For a start, anyone who is honest is going to accept that the law is going to take up a large amount of your time. And so this constant attempt to strive for work-life balance as if you should be spending equal components on each is I think fictitious and potentially harmful because what you're going to find is that you will start to feel guilty about working hard and long hours or you will start to feel like there is something wrong with you if you actually enjoy doing that. And I don't think that's necessarily beneficial. So where do we go from there? If we don't like work-life balance necessarily as a term, this is where I come into this concept of being a fully integrated human being. Now, of course, it is a terrible, terrible catchphrase. Uh, you cannot possibly ever hope to have that written on the back of a car or a bumper sticker or anything like that. But I wanted to talk about it in that way because I think the importance to your legal career of considering deliberately all of the different aspects of your life is very important. So let's take a look at a few examples of what I'm talking about there. You probably all met, discussed, heard of, seen, had a few degrees of separation from a lawyer who's had a family law issue. Now, on the one hand, work-life balance with the fictitious slash in between those two words would suggest to us that that was on the life side and not the work side. But the reality is that those events and what led up to them potentially and what happened during the family law issues, if it was a divorce or a separation or whatever it is, are going to have a profound impact upon that person's career. Similarly, there is a reasonable prospect that that person's career had a profound aspect upon their family life as well. So you look at those things and you go, well, what was the deal? Was it an issue of work-life balance? 
Was it that they were spending too many hours at work? Was it the other person's fault entirely? Whatever the issue was, what you can say with certainty is that they had not in some way or other dealt with that aspect of their life. Now, I'm not getting into divorce and fault and all that things. It's a simple example, but let's take another example, finances. The lawyer who is financially destitute is going to be impacted upon in other areas. They're going to be impacted upon in their social life. The lack of a social life, if they're extroverted, might leave them feeling drained because they are constantly in the office doing paperwork by themselves. And if they're constantly in the office doing paperwork by themselves and they feel drained all the time, they're also not going to feel very satisfied with their work because they haven't filled up in those other ways because they're extroverted and that's how they get their energy and their rejuvenation from. And as a result, they're not necessarily going to be working that well. So their work may suffer. Their work is going to suffer. And as a consequence, they're not going to get, get very good reviews. And as a result, they're not going to have very good self-esteem because people are going to say, why are you here? If you don't actually enjoy what you're doing, what are you doing in the office all the, all the days that you are? working in a field that you don't seem to enjoy. And principally, it's not because they don't enjoy their work. It's because a totally separate aspect of their life wasn't functioning properly. And this is why I talk about this concept of integration. It's a concept of looking at your life across the board with a view to having it fully functional so that the career aspect of your life is similarly fully functional. Where do we go from there? I could just leave it at that. I could say, look at all the aspects of your life and uh, make them fully functional, but that's not going to be very helpful for you. So the first thing I wanted to suggest, if you are looking to attain a degree of satisfaction and a degree of momentum and energy in your career and your life generally, is to embrace the concept of self-awareness. I think it is a grossly undervalued characteristic. Be self-aware in particular about the things that you are fundamentally passionate about, that you enjoy, that keep you motivated, that purpose-driven stuff, for lack of a better description, that you really find gets you out of bed in the morning. You have to be self-aware about that kind of material in your life. What is it? What is it that drives you? What is it that you're passionate about? A lot of people got into the law with a sense of justice and idealism and all that sort of thing. And they were passionate about it while they were studying because everything seemed so exciting and wonderful and amazing. And they get into a legal career and all of a sudden the idealism goes out the window and they find the billable time perhaps takes primacy in their life or doing the paperwork on time or the never-ending timesheets or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter, but perhaps you've lost sight of what it is that genuinely drives you and it's no longer taking part in your life as much as it needs to in order to fuel that motivation, whether it's career or otherwise. So be self-aware about the things that drive you. What's next? You also need to be self-aware about the things that deplete you. You need to be self-aware about those things because if you can't identify the things that are a drain on your soul, whether it's people or activities or lifestyles or whatever it is, the things that are killing you slowly day by day are things that you need to be self-aware about also. Just because you are on a career path, to take one example, that is leading you towards partnership in a commercial field, if that's not something that drives you, if that in fact is just the area you landed in 
and you are in a position to make a change, and it might take some bravery and some boldness here, but if you're in a position to make a change because you're not in your sweet spot, then what are you doing there? And sometimes this takes a little bit of brutal honesty as well, because frankly, and I get this, a lot of the time we're just grateful to have a job and we should be grateful and you should be thankful for the opportunity that you have. If you're in employment, you're certainly doing a far cry better than a lot of other people. If you're employed as a lawyer, then you have all sorts of things to be grateful for, but that doesn't mean that you should kid yourself about the fact that you might be in the wrong area, doing the wrong thing for the wrong people, in the wrong place, in the wrong city, whatever it may be. So perhaps you need to go back to those fundamentals of self-awareness. What fundamentally drives you and what fundamentally depletes you? And if you can be self-aware about those things in your career area in particular, then you're going to be far way ahead of many others. But it's not just your career. You need to ask those same questions and make that same analysis in all the other areas of your life too. What are the things that drive you and motivate you and refresh you and rejuvenate you? And what are the things that do the exact opposite? Take stock of those things and be honest with yourself about them. Once you've embraced that concept of self-awareness, then what you really need to do after that is to take a look at the cross section of your life. Now I'm not going to give you a definitive list of all the aspects of your life because some things might matter here and some things might not. But take a look at, for example, your career, your vocation. Take a look at your social life. Take a look at your family life. Take a look at your financial life. Take a look at your hobbies. How are they going? Take a look at your spiritual life. Take a look at your health. These are those core aspects that most people have some element of. And Consider for a moment how you are going. Just rank yourself one to 10, gut reaction. Rank yourself one to 10 in each of those areas because if any of them are grossly depleted, if you are financially destitute, if you are not getting the degree of social, deep, proper social interaction that you crave, then that is going to flow through to all of the other aspects of your life. And so you might tell yourself that you're doing great in your career, but you're headed to burnout because you haven't dealt with some of these other aspects at the other end. So consider those things as well. Have a look at that broader cross section. Give yourself a nice ranking from one to 10 and see what the areas are that you actually need to work on. And the third thing I want to suggest you do is make some conscious decisions. The biggest issue I think that lawyers have is that we fall so readily into this rut where we're in this path that is carved for us in advance and climbing up the walls of the rut to get out and head in our own direction is so difficult that most people don't do it. The problem is that the rut is taking you to a destination that you haven't necessarily chosen. Now, perhaps you have, but my guess is for a lot of you, the destination has been chosen on your behalf. You have gotten the job that you so desperately needed. You have stopped eating Maggi noodles. You've got a credit card. You took out a loan, whatever it was. And then you're headed to the point where that path is taking you. You're doing clerkships in a large firm, perhaps in a commercial area. But what you really wanted to be doing was family law or personal injuries or something different. And so perhaps you need to make the decision to actually climb out of that rut and make some conscious decisions. And there's two types of conscious decision you could do. And the first is by far the most important because it makes you available to do the second. The first thing you need to do is consciously shed a bunch of stuff. Have a look at all those areas where you ranked yourself from one to 10 before. What are the things that you have accumulated there that are not 
making you say that you're a 10 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10 or whatever it is. If you're a 1 out of 10, why is that? What are the things that exist in those areas that are stopping you from being able to invest fully in them? And then of course on the other side, what you need to do is you need to make some conscious decisions about how to build them. And you need to break it down. You don't just need to say, I need to spend more time with my friends this year. That's not going to work. No one ever does that. That's a New Year's resolution and we all know how they go. I'm sure you've read enough articles about New Year's resolutions by now. That's not how it works. What you need to do is you need to be able to actually chunk down your intended course of action to things that you consciously choose and then you need to execute them. Execution is where it's at. Ideas are largely worthless unless you actually do something with them. So I encourage you to go through that easy three-step process. Embrace self-awareness about the things that drive you and the things that deplete you. Take a look at the whole cross-section of your life. Take a look at those core areas that I mentioned and see how you're going. And then have a look at why you ranked them the way you did. Are you a 1 out of 10? Are you a 10 out of 10? What are the things that are stopping you from being a 10 out of 10 and how can you get rid of them? What are the things that are getting in the way? What's the clutter that you have accumulated in your life? And then make some conscious decisions to add some things in that you need to. But be specific, be actionable and be time bound. Don't just say I need to spend more time with my friends this year. Say I am once a week going to arrange a coffee with a friend that I haven't seen in the last two weeks. Be that specific and then put it in your calendar. Make sure you do it. Get someone to hold you accountable for it and then action it. That's all I had today. Those are my tips for being a fully integrated human being. Why do they relate to you as a lawyer? Because as I said, you as a lawyer need to function as a human being. If you're not functioning as a human being, then you're not going to make a good lawyer. That's all for today. If you enjoy this show, tipsforlawyers.com slash YouTube for the YouTube channel, tipsforlawyers.com slash iTunes for the iTunes podcast. You can leave a review, leave a ranking, let me know what you think of the show. I'd always appreciate it. That's it for today.